Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Champumogyong. Champumogyong, Book 1 True Parents' Advent and the Era of True Parents Chapter 1, Section 2, Paragraph 4 the title, God's Only Begotten Son, was finally fulfilled after Jesus came to earth. For the first time since Adam and Eve failed, and human history was lost to Satan, God's only Son, born of his lineage, lived on earth. This was Jesus, the man who received God's love. Yet, even though Jesus emerged as God's only begotten Son, the only begotten daughter did not appear. The emergence of God's perfected only begotten Son after 4,000 years of the history of salvation was as if God had created Adam again. In the Garden of Eden, God created Eve, modeling her after Adam. He made her based on the same principle and blueprint he employed when creating Adam so that she could be his partner. When it states in the Bible that the woman was made from Adam's rib, it means that God created her with the essence of Adam. That is why perfected Adam, God's only begotten Son, can recover Eve the one who has been lost to this day. In Jesus, God found the Adam who could establish his direct lineage of true love, but he was not yet able to find Eve. In order to find Eve, fallen human history had to be rectified within a family and a nation had to be engrafted with that family. Preparation for this began with Jacob, from whom emerged the 12 tribes of Israel. Based on the faith of the chosen people, their descendants expanded the scope of God's victory in the world. Over the course of 2,000 years, they formed the nation of Israel and established Judaism, both of which were prepared for the coming of Jesus. Jesus called fallen human beings to become God's sons and daughters, but what was most remarkable was that he proclaimed himself God's only begotten son. In a world where humanity had been paying indemnity continually over thousands of years of history, this concept, God's only begotten son, was a sensation. What Jesus had to do next was to change the human lineage by reversing the positions of Cain and Abel between himself and Judaism and between himself and the nation of Israel. However, he was not able to do that. Hence, although he recovered the title of God's only begotten son, he was not able to meet God's only begotten daughter. That woman had been prepared, but it was not possible for Jesus to meet her without a tribal-level foundation. Beginning from Jesus' family, Links connecting the individual to the family and the tribe had to be established, so that the lineage of humankind eventually could be changed. 4,000 years after the first human ancestors, God's only begotten Son in all of heaven and earth was born. This was blessed news. Before that, people had no way to connect with the bond of God-centered true love. This has been the cause of bitter sorrow in people's hearts. Now, God's only begotten Son has appeared on earth. He has come as an intermediary for humankind to dissolve that bitter sorrow. Had he not appeared, it would have been a serious matter. There can be no greater blessing than his coming. Therefore, all humankind and all of heaven and earth must be on his side, even the Creator. Anyone who blocks his way will come to ruin, while anyone who welcomes him will prosper. The appearance of the only begotten Son is a joyful day for all humanity. God sends him first because history has been led by men. Once the only begotten son arrives, the only begotten daughter then must come. God exists as the vertical parent, centering on true love. The vertical is a single line. When it meets a horizontal line, it creates a 90-degree angle where the two lines meet. 
Man is positioned on a line at a 90-degree angle to the vertical. Woman is likewise positioned at a 90-degree angle, and the point where man and woman meet is at that same angle. There cannot be two different angles. The only begotten Son is the first man in human history to receive God's love at a 90-degree angle. Someone must stand with him as God's only begotten daughter. The Messiah who comes as the only begotten Son must find the only begotten daughter. Finding her is not a casual matter. Since God created Eve from the body of Adam, when the Messiah comes into the world, he must find his Eve. He is the one who must recover Eve, because Eve was taken by Satan. Thus, at his return, Jesus, as God's only begotten Son, must receive God's only begotten daughter and establish a way for man and woman to meet at a 90-degree angle. Otherwise, the fundamental problems in heaven and on earth will never be solved. God has dual characteristics, and he can dwell only where the son and daughter are one. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, God has not just waited for the children, whom he lost, to return to him on their own. He has sought the path to free them from Satan's accusation. Can you fathom how miserable God must have been? Can you even imagine his situation in the world where Satan played king? He endured pain and suffering beyond description so that Jesus Christ could be born free from Satan's accusation. Finally, Jesus came. If the people of Israel had only united with Jesus, God's only begotten Son, they could have reached beyond Rome and out to the world. Then Jesus could have become the true parent. Instead, because Judaism and the people of Israel were unable to fulfill their responsibility, Jesus departed with the promise that he would return. Tragically, although after 4,000 years, God had found and established his only begotten son, he could not similarly establish his only begotten daughter at that time. Nevertheless, since the only begotten son exists, the only begotten daughter must also exist. The providence led by Jesus and the Holy Spirit was for this purpose. We learned from the divine principle that whenever the central persons or central nations fail to fulfill their responsibility, God finds another representative to complete the task. Thus, when God was unable to send his only begotten daughter to Israel on account of its not fulfilling its responsibility, God raised his only begotten daughter elsewhere. Since God is the owner of love in the human world, God must have his family, which centers on his love, living on earth. That family lives in God's original homeland and it expands to a tribe, people, nation, and world of the original homeland. That is how the kingdom of heaven will finally unfold on earth. All humanity longs for the original homeland, with its citizens in the original, perfected spiritual state. God, too, longs for this. There, heaven and earth will meet in harmony. Everything in the universe will rejoice in happiness. God will dance, and the whole creation will dance together with him. If such an original homeland a place that all human beings would welcome, had emerged on earth, the world we live in would not be filled with pain and grief. Had Adam and Eve been a son and daughter who centered on God, namely God's only begotten son and daughter, and had they become totally one with each other and established a family in that original world, their descendants in that lineage all would have been united in mind and body. Jesus came to earth in order to transform the world into the earthly kingdom of peace on the foundation of the nation of Israel. Even if he had attempted to accomplish that, by exercising overwhelming power and authority, he would have been unable to do so without first having established his own family. The ideal world, the earthly kingdom of peace, begins with one true family and is established through an assemblage of many true families. Individuals immersed in mind-body conflicts cannot build an ideal family. 
Therefore, even if Jesus had the power to conquer the world, he could not abandon the way of heaven that had called him to raise the family that God desired, even though this brought him to the point of death. As God's only begotten Son, whose mind and body were united, Jesus was to receive God's only begotten daughter, whose mind and body were also united, and together they were to establish that family. Without that family, even if the world had been transformed, it would be lost again in the end. The family is bound together by bloodline. Once a people is bound together in the one lineage of God, that people will constitute the one people of God. Jesus' purpose in coming again to earth is to find his bride, a woman who is centered on God's love. That woman must represent Christianity, attend the Lord as her bridegroom on the world-level stage of Christianity, and marry him. This establishes the realm of love of the bridegroom and bride. It is the beginning of a realm of love that God can finally claim. Based on the realm of the only begotten Son, God can claim the realm of the only begotten daughter. At the same time, centering on this only begotten Son and only begotten daughter, He can inaugurate the realm of love of the bridegroom and bride. For the only begotten Son and the only begotten daughter, it does not matter how large their nation is, or that it has a long history, or an amazing cultural background. What matters is that their standard of conjugal love is such that they unite as husband and wife centering on God. The first human beings lost this standard due to the fall. Hence, without recovering it, everything in the world is in vain. Therefore, the only begotten son and the only begotten daughter on God's side must establish the realm of conjugal love as husband and wife. Once the realm of conjugal love is secured, the realm of children's love will naturally be established. Jesus said that he was God's only begotten son and that God was his father. That claim indicates that as an individual, he had received God's first love. Although God came to have his only begotten son, Jesus, he did not yet have his only begotten daughter. Jesus was unable to find her. Thus, Jesus must return to meet God's only begotten daughter, who can totally receive God's first love. That is why the Lord, at his second advent, must celebrate the marriage supper of the Lamb. That is, he is required to marry. This man who completely receives God's first love must marry a woman who completely receives God's first love, and they must start a family together, thus restoring the positions of unfallen Adam and Eve. The Messiah comes in the position of the original and direct Son of God. With God's absolute love, he brings the seed of life. To find and raise such a son is God's primary purpose for conducting the providence of salvation through history. The Messiah comes to earth with nothing of earthly value. He has no nation. He has virtually nothing. He does not have a partner. Because Eve, Cain, and Abel were lost, he does not have a family. That is why when he comes, he has to recover them all. Christianity is the bride religion and is to receive the Messiah who comes as its bridegroom. The core truth of Christianity is amazing. Jesus called himself God's only begotten son. Adam was intended to be God's only begotten son, and Eve was intended to be God's only begotten daughter. However, due to the fall, they did not become the only begotten son and daughter. Satan claimed the only begotten daughter. God's entire creation was brought to ruin and must all be recovered. As God created Eve based on Adam, God must recreate Eve by the seed that he sends through the new Son of God. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.